Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. The Chris Voss Show. Let's get ready to podcast, people. What are you doing? <laughs> hey, we're just uh, getting to you with another podcast here. We're going to talk about some tech news today. We have some interesting guests coming up, so be sure to subscribe to the show, refer the show to your friends, neighbors, relatives. Uh, there's going to be uh, some guests that are coming up that have a perspective on uh, different political stuff. They're running for office, and uh, we're going to give some people a chance to uh, talk about what they're doing. Um, it'll be working in conjunction with some of our other uh, podcasts at thecvpn.com or chrisvosspodcastnetwork.com. Nine podcasts you can subscribe over there. And as always, there's a huge archive of uh, of the stuff you can listen to on the chrisvossshow.com. Uh, you can actually go listen to all 500 podcasts. That's There's almost 500 now. Or you can just uh, uh, go to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all those different places, and you can find the last 300 that have been done. So there you go. And uh, just lots of consumption for those of you who are spending time at home, staying safe and protecting the world from uh, uh, the evil coronavirus. That or if you're just uh, looking for something to do and something to listen to that won't drive you completely insane, like uh, some other things that you might have to deal with when you're stuck in a home with you know, a whole family of people on top of you and you're 24-7. Anyway, guys. We always appreciate you guys tuning in, sharing the show, giving us great referrals, and all that good stuff. So let's talk about uh, what's going on today in the tech world, what's uh, some of the things that are happening. And if you get a chance, listen to our most recent, uh, I think two of our most recent interviews we had, we really loved. Uh, There was Mitch Jackson, who talked about, uh, uh, he was an attorney who talked about ways to protect yourself and your business in the age of coronavirus. Then we talked to uh, Charles Warner, a good friend of mine, who... uh, uh, was on, and uh, he talked about how he started his first business, how he launched it, how he funded it, and everything else. So for those of you out there who might be out of a job or furloughed, uh, maybe considering starting a new career, this is a great time to take and think about stuff like that because hopefully you have some funding to get you through, and and maybe you can sit down and come up with some ideas. So let's get into it. Uh, according to Bloomberg, Apple has acquired a California-based VR startup, NextVR. A report said Apple said the deal is valued around $100 million. Um, this is kind of interesting because Apple for a long time has kind of put VR at the back while well, they've moved AR to the front. And um, they've been really focused on AR, and they just kind of felt like it was more of a play. Looks like they're eventually planning on getting to VR. Um, evidently, they're making the best plays on it because – VR is still just struggling to come to uh, a popular sort of embrace of the society. I think the cost structure on it's still too high is one of the issues. And the other thing is too is it's still you know it still needs to get perfected. Uh, you know we've recently seen some VR games that uh, are like are there's there's a recent one that just came out that is basically built you know like you would a really nice shooter game on your console or on your expensive uh, gaming pcs um but there needs to be more of that like a lot of the games i look on a vr i just really can't justify spending the kind of money they want on the setup <clears throat> and you know it just needs to these all Take a while, and it, it's. It, I think it's going to take a while for VR to uh, take and do. Uh, speaking of VR, I'm hoping to have my friend Robert Scoble on and his uh, co-author. I'll give his book a plug here. Uh, he recently launched a, launched a new book, and uh, it will be featuring that on our Spatial Computing 
uh, uh, podcast and the Chris Voss Show. <clears throat> but the name of the book is called The Infinite Retina. The Infinite Retina. And it's uh, got a forward from Steve Wozniak. You may recognize that name from Apple. Uh, Irene Cronin and Robert Scoble both have been on this podcast before. Wonderful people. And they have written a most excellent book, Spatial Computing, Augmented Reality, and How a Collision of New Technologies Are Bringing About the New Tech Revolution, or the Next Tech Revolution. I got that. The Infinite Retina. Looks like a really cool book. I've gotten a chance to skim through it. And uh, I know my good friend Robert and Irene are brilliant in their science of understanding uh, these technical details. Uh, I've gotten snippets as they've gone along. And so I highly recommend you check it out. And everything else. He's done a number of books in the past. But uh, check it out. The Infinite Retina by Robert Scoble and Irene Cronin. Watch for them to appear on the show coming up. Uh, moving on, CNBC uh, is saying Apple is planning a 10.8-inch iPad. Now, this is evidently a rumor, so keep that in mind. In H2 2020 and a new iPad mini in H1 2020. 21. It predicts AR glasses with a laminated lens in 2022 at the earliest. Kind of surprised it's taking that long to come with AR glasses, but I don't know. I guess they have the vision for this and whatever, but it might be kind of interesting. Uh, I don't even know. I lost track of how many iPads there are. I remember there was only like one iPad, I think. (laughs) I had an iPad one. I think it was like a fucking brick. Um. So, you know, now, uh, there's like, I think there's iPad pro and there's iPad, like I, the models confuse me too. Like, I don't even know what model I own anymore. I think it's an iPad air. Uh, it's probably, uh, I don't know, 20 generations buying whatever the new iPad is. I, I just didn't even care about buying a new one. Um, so anyway, that's going to happen. The AR glasses kind of interests me. I had and got early access to Google glasses back in the day. And they're a lot of fun. Uh, they were way before their time. Um, and people really didn't understand them. It was interesting. People really had a problem with privacy back then. Uh, and you're just like, and you see how things are now. And like, no one gives a shit. Everyone's just like, yeah, I'll sell my privacy for two cents. Sure. Yeah, whatever. Um, but at the time, you would have people sometimes that would come up to you and they'd be angry. They'd see me wearing them, and like a lot of times they wouldn't be on. The, one of the problems with the glasses is it had maybe half an hour battery in it. So if you if you were using it on an active basis, you would have maybe half an hour, I think maybe two hours of battery if you just kind of kept it on and it was monitoring like your messages and shit and notifications. Um, but if you use it for videotaping or taking pictures, you would blow that battery out in about 15 minutes. Like if you want to take a video of your dogs, like I do of my Huskies and uh, playing in the backyard and some, like the max video you can do on that battery is 15 minutes and that battery's toasted. You know, you can go charge that baby up if you want to use it again. And it was interesting. I would have people get in my face. Uh, when we'd be out in California and they'd be angry and they're like, we want you to take those off. And I'm like, why? Because they're recording all the time. And I'm like, you don't understand the battery only lasts 15 minutes. They're recording all the time. And I'm like, we're in a restaurant. And if you look around, there are 
uh, cameras recording you all the time. What is the big fucking deal? I'm not recording you. And the other thing too, is if I'm recording, you will see a red light and they're like, no, no, that's not the way it works. They're always recording evil Google. And you're just like, Oh my fucking God, dude. Um, so there was that. I mean, anyone with half a brain could look at the battery set up on this thing and goes, that's not lasting very long, <laughs> especially back in those days. Uh, batteries still weren't fully sophisticated. So this is kind of interesting uh, AR glasses with a laminated lens. That's going to be interesting to see in the future. Um, maybe we're just going to all be living in an AR world. Maybe I can live in an AR world that doesn't have a coronavirus in it. So there's that. That would be kind of nice. <clears throat> According to the Wall Street Journal, uh, sources are saying TSMC is set to announce plans to build a 5NM chip factory in Arizona as the White House seeks to increase domestic chip production. This is kind of interesting. Uh, they're planning on building an Arizona plant uh, and uh, to cut uh, dependence on Asia, Taiwan, um, semi-manufacturing con uh, company. Uh, is the name of that company. So they're still a Taiwan company. They're just going to try and build them in Arizona. We saw this with Foxconn trying to come over here, and, and largely they just shuttered the plant and didn't even build the damn thing. That's a whole other political nightmare. Um, this I found was kind of interesting. This is from VentureBeat. And uh, uh, starting in August, Chrome will start blocking ads that consume 4 megabytes of network data and five, 15 seconds of CPU usage in any 30-second period or 60 seconds of total CPU usage, I'm really all for this. I'm really all for this. If you're like me, you'll be like cruising through, reading some news, you'll go to some news page, and all of a sudden there's like 50 freaking videos playing and then you, you know a bunch of gif stuff and you're like what the hell is going on with all this crap i just want to read an article in fact the article i'm looking at right now is doing the same thing to me it's it's blasting a video and as they page down it plays the video and then it's playing gif ads down the down the side and i'm just like going i mean i just came here to read some shit about chrome um but Basically, they do have a built-in ad blocker in Chrome. Chrome joined the Coalition for Better Ads, a group that specifies standards for how the industry should improve ads for consumers. Chrome blocks all ads, including those owned or served by Google. How about them apples? On websites that to display non-compliant ads as defined by the coalition. In addition to ads, Google has used Chrome's ad blocker to tackle abusive experience, the tools is thus meant the tool is thus meant to punish bad sites and completely block ads. So um, I like that. I mean, if you there are some times where my my whole browser will shit their pants because it's trying to process all the stupid ads that are on some stupid website that I accidentally tripped into or clicked off of Twitter or something. So this will be really interesting. Uh, you may want to take this into effect if you buy and make Twitter ads or put Twitter ads on your website. You may want to see what sort of uh, uh, experience they're providing, but basically there are three possible thresholds that an ad can hit to be blocked. Four megabytes of network data, 15 seconds of CPU usage in any 30 second period, or 60 seconds of total CPU usage. Jesus, why would you be needing to use total CPU usage just for an ad? Like all my CPU usage? Holy shit. Well, this will make the uh, internet a lot faster, a lot better, and probably a lot more browser-friendly. 
Um, there are some people that just they're they're at their sites are crazy, crazy ad built, um, and uh, it can be hard to deal with. According to Nvidia, they are unveiling their A one hundred A AI chip with a fifty four B transistors or with 54B transistors, which I believe is billion, 54 billion in one of those little chips, and five petaflops of performance, and about 20 times more than the previous generation Volta. So this is going to be uh, a AI chip, and it's going to be the ultimate instrument for advancing AI. The CEO, Jensen Huang, uh, called it. That's pretty freaking crazy uh 54 billion transistors in one of those little chips oh my god and uh five petaflops of performance wow i'm just gonna get replaced by a microchip someday aren't i that's just the way it's going for me we're just all gonna be replaced we're just gonna be like you know what you're stupid we're just gonna plug a microchip in your brain and then we can get five petaflops out of your brain Uh, and I'll just sit there and go, Arr. anyway, guys, uh, CNBC, uh, reports that Microsoft says it will acquire MetaSwitch networks, a provider of virtualized network software whose customers include telecom companies like BT and Sprint. That should be an interesting, fun thing to do. Bloomberg is talking about how as tech giants introduced new work from home guidelines, their employees, this is interesting are considering moving away from Silicon Valley and companies contemplate adjusting salaries. So um, this may be one of the things that happens with coronavirus. You heard Jack uh, of of Twitter take an announce uh, that if Twitter employees want to work from home and they can, they can indefinitely. They don't have to come back to the office. I think he understands, uh, you know, the who actually said that this may – yeah, we may, we may never find a, uh, a cure for the coronavirus. It may just be with us, and we're just going to have to live through it. Um, so it tells an interesting story on Bloomberg. If you read this, tech workers consider escaping Silicon Valley sky-high rents. And so um, uh, it tells a story of a gentleman, Mr. Dahar, thought he and his fans had a great deal paying twenty six fifty per month for a one-bedroom rental. Oh, my God. In South San Francisco, you give me twenty six hundred bucks a month. I can buy a mansion in Las Vegas now, and a year from now, I'll be able to buy three mansions in Las Vegas. Um, so, anyways, a short commute from Facebook's offices in Menlo Park, where she worked, when the social networking company announced the most employees will be working from home until the end of the year, their calculation changed. It makes no sense paying Bay Area rent if we can earn our living elsewhere. <clears throat> Or, or their salary living elsewhere. So now uh, people are, they're considering moving to Hawaii to save money. Is that pretty sad? <laughs> like Hawaii is pretty expensive to live there, especially when groceries and everything else because they have to ship it from the mainland. But uh, but if you're, if you're, if, if you think Hawaii is cheaper than San Francisco, well, that, that really tells you what's wrong with San Francisco, I suppose. Um, so uh, several different empl- uh, employees they spoke with uh, are thinking about the same thing. Uh, now that their employees or their employers have seen that they can work from home, and this might be a long-time thing, they're thinking about uh, doing other things like moving out of the 
Silicon Valley area. Certainly there's going to be a crash of values. I don't know how Silicon Valley will fare because most people, I think, with the tech businesses are going to uh, keep their jobs because, you know, everything's going online now more than ever. All the people who resisted becoming online businesses and everything else are now going to be forced online. So this should be pretty in, in uh, be pretty interesting. Um, and uh, it may impact real estate prices along with the depression that we're going to go through. Um, and uh, maybe it'll bring everything down and cool everything off, which is what depressions tend to do. So uh, a lot of these people that are tech people and people I've known, they're all people that can work from home. So, uh, you know, they just need a computer to do their stuff. And as I've talked about before in the Chris Voss show, there may be things that people need to do to take in. Uh, there may be things that people need to do to take in, uh, um, you know, uh, monitor, figure out ways to new monitor employees and everything else. So watch for that. Uh, it, there's always these rumbling that Silicon Valley may have finally hit the wall and come to an end. It would be smarter if we could have these companies operate with remote employees spread all over the world so that we didn't have these concentrations of them in places that just make traffic a nightmare. Like you couldn't pay me enough money to move the, well, yeah, I mean, you could, but I mean, it had to be several million dollars and I'd have to have my own helicopter. <laughs> um, I'd be just like, I'm helicoptering back and forth to work. If you've ever been stuck in San Francisco traffic, you just want to shoot yourself in the face. It brings a whole new level of bastardization to even uh, Cal Southern California traffic. So there's that. Um, the uh, what do we, what else do we have up here on the pike? This is sad to read about Bloomberg, uh, uh, the CEO um, of Expedia. Um, Complete a 41 transaction with a total value of 12.7 billion is following the same playbook of Uber and buying competitors. So in nearly three years of the helm of Uber Technologies, um, he's acquiring all this stuff. Uh, and uh, he was previously with Expedia. I'm sorry, I kind of screwed how that works up there. Uh, and so now he's just acquiring stuff, which is uh, uh, really interesting. Um, because they're focused on cutting costs and laying off employees, but now they're acquiring stuff. I always love how it's like, we can buy more stuff if we fire employees. Lovely. Just a just thing. <laughs> so I kind of screwed the lineup on that. Basically, he had, he, had, he had been Expedia CEO, and he'd done a bunch of transactions, and now he's doing the same thing with Uber, and he's the CEO of Uber. So if I munch that, blame me. Oops, my bad. Uh, according to MIT Technology Review, as pandemic-related budget cuts come to call centers, organizations turn to chatbots like IBM's Watson to filter calls, reducing the need for human operators. As if it wasn't hard enough to talk to a bloody human for customer service. Wow. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't all stay home and everyone should die. As long as I can get through to a Comcast operator in 10 minutes. No, I'm just kidding. That's a bad, horrible joke. Um, what else do we have up on the news? Uh, according to CyberScoop, Microsoft opens up its threat intelligence data, including file hash indicators used in email scams to wider community via GitHub during the pandemic. I guess they're uh, circulating the data to make threat intelligence to collect on coronavirus-related hacking campaigns public. So this is going to hopefully help everyone combat 
the uh, crazy uh, coronavirus hacking and probably misinformation, et cetera, et cetera. According to Variety, Inside AT&T, uh, $4 billion bet to stand out in the streaming wars with HBO Max, which is to launch on May 27, despite 30 projects shuttering due to the pandemic. I guess they're still going to launch that baby, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I don't know about you, but there's like too many of these different um, things that are launching for streaming services. Quibi. Uh, recently announced that that they're struggling, they're not doing well as they projected, and they're not really sure that they're gonna, you know, uh, do as well for the next little while. For some reason, they just that ten minute format isn't really working. Uh, this next up, uh, and I tried Quibi, and I gotta tell you, I signed up, and I just haven't had time to watch. I think I watched a show or two or something like that. According to TechCrunch, uh, Twitch announces an eight-person safety advisory council with both online experts and Twitch creators guiding decision-making around new policies and products. I really like that idea. I don't know how safe it is, but Amazon-owned game streaming service Twitch uh, says they're going to do that. I think that's really good. Uh, Number one, you need to protect the kids that are on it. And uh, number two, I think it's good that they let people who are uh, creators help guide decision making. I wish uh, YouTube had done this back in the day, but uh, you know, YouTube just has to step in all their shit and get it on everybody before they go. Oh, oh, that was our bad. <laughs> we we were being stupid again. According to the New York Times, Amazon partners with Vogue. And the Council of Fashion Designers of America to launch a new online store featuring independent luxury designers. Looks like Amazon's getting prepared to uh, more online shopping. You want those uh, uh, <laughs> designer clothes? I can't even name any off the top of my head because I don't care. I'm clearly a fashion god in my own right. Uh, I guess that's what they're working on. So there you go. All right. Um, according to the markup, Critics of the FCC's Lifeline telecommunications subsidy program say the government isn't uh, doesn't promote the service enough and has restrictive mobile data caps. Um, you know, as we go through uh, what's uh, going to happen with unemployment, depression, people are going to need access to the internet more than ever before, so they can look for jobs. Uh, you know, you don't find most jobs anymore in the local paper. <laughs> I don't think they have a section for that, do they? Um, tells you how long since I've seen a local paper. But, you you know, these people have got to get online and they've got to be able to do stuff. And if they're in rural areas or they're you know, people that are poor or whatever, you know, this is a thing where we've got to democratize this where people can get the information. And then on top of that, where they can get information about what's going on with the coronavirus, how they should protect themselves, et cetera, et cetera. So there you go. According to TechCrunch, Apple uh, publishes its 2020 Supplier Responsibility Report, offers a glimpse in how the company has changed its supply chain in the wake of COVID-19. And uh, basically, it went through and talked about, uh, you know, all the different changes they're making, how they're improving to make sure that uh, it's not going to be an issue for health and everything. And uh, some of the different things they've taken and done are, Health screenings, limiting density, and enforcing strict social distancing, uh, requiring the use of both PPE, both during work and in common areas, implementing enhanced deep cleaning protocols, and deploying masks and sanitizer to employees. 
Uh, if you've ever seen how Foxconn works, it works like a dormitory where the people live on site, work on site, everything's all inclusive. Um, and in, in some areas of the city, and I believe on the Foxconn site, they live in these kind of dorm-like out, outfits where you have four or six people in a room. So that sounds like a recipe for coronavirus disaster. But um, hopefully China can keep it under control. Certainly China's doing a lot more testing and stuff than we are and uh, everything else. According to the New York Times, members of the anti-vaccine community are experienced in exploiting weaknesses of social media platforms and are primed to sow doubts about a COVID-19 vaccine. I've literally seen people on Twitter that are part of the anti-vaccine community, and they are literally saying that, I don't care about COVID-19. If I, if they, even if they come up with a vaccine, I'm not taking it. Like, I just cannot believe the stupidity of people, man. This virus is scary. And everything that we keep reading about it and finding out about it, we're finding out it does this damage to kids that no one's really noticing. Um, and, uh, and yeah, man. And, and we don't know, we don't know if the damage to the children could be a long term. It could be DNA, uh, chromosomal. Uh, who knows? There's a lot of mothers that had the virus while they were having their baby. There was, uh, several women, uh, that had to be, uh, you know, they were in a, in a, in, they were on a ventilator induced coma and they had to, to cut the babies out of them. And, and the poor mothers had to not only get better, but they had to wait long enough to make sure that they had expelled the coronavirus from their system before they could even hold their baby. But you kind of have to wonder if this has any impact on mothers, mothers' wombs, uh, all that sort of good stuff. This thing is, uh, you know, the farther we get into this coronavirus thing, the more we're learning and the more it alarming it becomes. It's just, it's just not a joke. I mean, you know, everyone's like, oh, just get the flu and I'll be done with it. No, nah, man, uh, this thing could go really fucking bad for you and change the rest of your life and uh, ruin the quality of your life for that matter as well. Um, this is kind of interesting. I got to laugh about this because I see this all the time on Twitter. I see a lot of uh, what we call on Facebook and stuff, the webcam whores. Uh, you know, girls who, uh, you know, you can you know, look on their webcam, pay them money and all that sort of good stuff. You know, I get that. Uh, I get those all the time. Probably you do too on Facebook. You got all these friend requests from, you know, hot girls. You're like, Hey, hot girl wants to be my friend. And then you're like, Oh yeah, that girl's like way too hot to want to be my friend. You, you go to her profile and you know, it's like, go to my webpage cam here to see crazy freaking wild this and that. Um, and, uh, so anyway, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of these, uh, women that have, uh, what, what's called only fan sites and only fan sites are where they can basically pay. You can pay like a monthly fee you get access to pictures and videos. You get to interact with them. This is one of these kind of social media sites that they took and did. Um, basically if you're a fan, you pay your monthly fee and you can, you know, buy all sorts of stupid stuff if you want. Um, pretty interesting. Um, but, uh, evidently because everyone's locked in a house and they can't, you know, get dates and Tinder dates to come over and no one's really seeing each other. Only fans had an explosion. I guess I should be buying the stock in that. They had a major increase in signups in April with 150,000 signups a day, a day. 
Holy shit. Is that public? Can I buy stock in that? Um, digital sex work has become more of a viable source of revenue during their pandemic. You know, I saw this in Las Vegas when Las Vegas went through the 2008 Great Recession. Uh, we had, I mean, it got so you could hire escorts really cheap. Uh, and uh, uh, it went from like a high end escort hooker market because you used to be able to go in Vegas. I've lived in Vegas for like 20 plus years. Um, you used to be able to go to Vegas and you'd see the, the hookers and the escorts, both whatever, uh, in the lobbies and of the hotels. And then, you know, they work the hotels, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you know, when towns go broke, people need money. And, and I guess what you do is you exchange the oldest transaction. Is that what you would call it? The oldest transaction, uh, known to man. Cause God knows you got to put food on the table sometimes. So uh, there was even a report, <laughs> you probably saw it, there was even a report of some landlords of uh, people that couldn't pay their rent were saying that they could do sex for trade on their rent. That was, I think it was in the New York Times or Washington Post that came up. Um, so that's kind of interesting. I suppose if uh, you need some cash, you can go on the OnlyFans <laughs> 150,000 signups a day. Wow, I would love to have any sort of app that would get that many signups a day. So, um, digital sex work. We're not all going to be touching each other. This is going to be the future of, uh, of what my friends always joke about with cyber sex dolls <laughs> or sex robots. My friends are always talking about how, like, yeah, when did the sex robots come? We got automated cars, we got, you know, all this stuff. It's usually my married friends. You know how those people are. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I want Mary, I want sex robots. Cause, uh, you know, then it's not cheating with a wife or something. I guess that's how they think about it. Whatever. Um, so maybe this is taking us down that road. I mean, we're going to have digital sex work and you know, your, your wife's like, honey, are you on the computer? Yeah. I'm in a zoom meeting, honey. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're throwing virtual change at your only fans gal dance dance baby dance i don't know what that means i don't want any of this means that i just described you can just take as the information you want uh this is interesting according to bloomberg facebook is partnered with china mobile and others to build an undersea cable to help bring more reliable and faster internet to africa sources say for about a billion dollars um, that's kind of interesting that Facebook is partnering with them. I know China has been investing a lot in Africa and trying to take it over as well as Russia has. There's, I mean, the one thing about Africa is Africa is very resource rich mining. Um, just about everything in Africa is just a, a an incredible resource for, um, resources for all sorts of different things that you might want to uh, make things. And so China has been investing very heavily and in, in, in some cases they've literally foreclosed on debt that's been owed to them and taken over harbors and everything else. Like they, they play an evil game over there in Africa cause I guess they can, but this will be kind of interesting if Facebook's partnering with them. I mean, now do I, I mean, I have to, I have to worry even more that my data might be going to China. 
probably is already. So there you go. This is an up from the Washington Post. Uh, sources say the U.S. Postal Service has launched a review of its package delivery contracts with companies like Amazon amid Trump's growing power over the service. Um, I suppose they're still trying to placate themselves. Um, it looks like, uh, you know, for years, Trump has been grinding on the UPS because he doesn't like what the Washington Post writes about him, which Amazon owns through, um, through their CEO. And, uh, there you go. It's interesting. That looks like, uh, I don't know they're finally placating him or, you know, saying, Hey, we're going to review stuff and maybe leave us alone for a bit. <laughs> That's what I always do. When someone calls you, like, hey, do you have that done yet? You're like, oh, I'm still working on it. Yeah, we, we're, we've launched a new review. <laughs> so there you go. There's some of the news this week that stuck out to me that I thought was really interesting, curious, and how it's shaping our world. I hope you're staying safe. I hope, hope you're protecting your loved ones. I hope you're wearing masks and staying in as much as you can. Uh, this 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 thing is no joke. The more I read about this thing, the more studies I see, the more science I see, uh, the more I shit my pants over coronavirus. And I never want to get this, and I never want anybody else to have it. And it seems like we don't have testing, so now we're in the free-for-all stages where uh, deaths are going up and the, uh, everything else is going up. It doesn't seem like we have any way to really contain it other than to just ride it out and... And whoever falls by the wayside, it's like every man for yourself sort of approach. Anyway, guys, appreciate you guys tuning in. Go to thecvpn.com. Subscribe to all nine of our podcasts. Go back through all the old podcasts and listen to them. It's funny. We leave 300 of them up at any given time. In fact, that's the only that's the total amount I can let uh, Blueberry ship up to iTunes and the other places. So I'm stuck at 300, but there is 500 on the com. But there's so many great book authors, interviews, CEOs, so much good stuff. So if you want, go back through that data. A lot of ideas on how to build your own business, how to be successful starting a business, ideas, concepts, everything else that uh, hopefully you might find to change your life. You can even search if you go to the com. You can look in podcasts and search podcasts and then CEO interviews, presidents, vice presidents. You can uh, get a lot of really cool interviews and knowledge that are found on the Chris Voss Show database. And anyway, guys, I certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Go to youtube.com forward slash Chris Voss to see the new videos of our puppy. Uh, we're posting some of the old puppy uh, videos of Rocky. So get a chance to check that out as well. And anyway, I appreciate you guys being here. Check out Robert Scoble's book, The Infinite Retina. And we'll see you next time.